This, 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 this is mythical. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Best Friends Back All Right, the show where two high school best friends try the best friend thing again. I'm Stevie Wynn Levine. And I'm Nikki Homoifar. And today we're talking about stuff that the other person doesn't know about and you don't know about <laughs> either. It's one of those, you know them, the eel sex episodes. <laughs> is that kind of rhymes. Is there another word that we can use, like another no, phrase? What is an alternative? <laughs> To that. <laughs> There's only one singular phrase to use. Every time you say eel sex, I think about the guy in the basement in the cistern. Yeah, I do have a really like vivid, vivid yeah. image in my mind. I stumbled right. upon him again the other day. You um, did. <laughs> he was he was feeding the eels. And let me tell you, Aww. like don't if you could block eels on your social media accounts, I think that yeah. would be for the best. I think I need to look into doing that because <laughs> once you see eels getting fed by hand in someone's basement, disgusting. There's Luckily, no I'm, back. I'm locked out of my TikTok account, so I've never had to even see this guy's <laughs> this guy's face or his hands feeding these little snakes. <laughs> uh, how was your yeah? How was your weekend? How was your week? It was good. I I, I was telling Logan. Earlier Earlier, I was single parenting our pup and babysitting oh. another friend's pup. <gasps> you were double single parenting. Is that what you would call that? I just realized that I used a lot of human human words to describe dog. I was dog sitting. No, I feel like that undersells it. What What was the other dog situation? Like a puppy? Uh, no, he's like the same age as Kishmish, two years old. And they're actually BFFs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is yeah. too cute. So it's like constant, constant play. Both mm. uh, were highly reactive to anything happening outside. So there oh. was just twice as much barking. <laughs> okay. It sounded like you were doing like some kind of experiments. Like you were like, they were highly <laughs> reactive when I tried to a- feed them with my hand in the cistern of my home. Ew, um, God. No. I'm about to single parent my own dog because uh, Cass oh. is going out of town for a week. And I, yeah. there are nerves there because- our old dog Enzo, in his old age, I was clearly the favorite mom of the. Of Were the you moms. the one that was like putting the KY on? Uh, well, no, I, I, <laughs> I did not put the KY on. Which, yeah, so it's alarming that I would be the favorite. Mm -hmm. But I think my energy, I bring like a calmer old age energy. So we would okay. chill together all the time. You know, yeah. Cassie used to work a lot of music festivals. And so we would be alone for like a week and everything would be fine. He'd come with me to the studio. All good. Ringo is like a pandemic baby. Yeah. And so I've never been alone with him for an extended period of time. And I am really nervous about it because I know I'm not the favorite. <laughs> it's going to be so awkward. What are you going to talk about? <laughs> well, I know he's going to spend half the time being depressed that Cassie's not 
there. There. And I feel that. I feel that I'm number two. Actually, he likes one of our neighbors better than me. I'm like number three. (laughs) And so I'm like dreading this week of being number three in my own child's eyes. Are you going to bring... Ringo with you to work? Um, I've plotted out just, the week so that I he can be at home for like a few hours when I have to come into the studio, except for there is a day where I might have to bring him in. And I, I don't know how that's going to go because his energy <laughs> is all over the place. He did not, though, go up with Cassie and I to Big Sur this past week, which is where no? I was this past week. Um mm. It was just the parents. Yeah. How romantic. Yeah. It's our it's our annual tradition for our anniversary. Uh-huh. We like to go up to Big Sur. It's beautiful. It's kind of secluded. And um, we had an amazing time. The first kind of, well, the only full day we were there, we went on one of our favorite hikes, which is this almost nine mile kind of loop around the bluff. Where, like, one side is you're kind of in the forest and the other side you're, like, on the ocean, basically. Like, you can Mm -hmm. hike down to the beach and it's just beautiful. But it's kind of a rigorous hike. I mean, nine nine miles. miles is no joke. You know. And one of my favorite things to do on this beautiful hike is judge everyone we come across because there's not that many people and 95% of them are couples. Oh, my gosh. And let me tell you, you can tell a lot about a couple if they're on a nine-mile hike together. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Do you think it's it's like these are all tried and true couples? Um, I, okay, so that's part of the conversation that happens after you pass someone. Cause you know, you don't pass a lot of people. <laughs> so you pass someone, maybe it'll be like 30 minutes before you pass someone else. So you're like right. spending at least 10 of those 30 talking about the people that you just passed. Exactly. While, while they also talk about you guys. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. They're like, did you see those lesbians? <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so you know, you pass, like, the younger couples. One thing I've noticed about all straight women that I've passed on a trail, you have this, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say you, but you have, because yeah, yeah. I'm assuming you're a part of this, mm-hmm. you have this, like, athletic look to you. Like, it's tights, it's like a tank. Um, it, yeah. it gives It gives maybe a Lululemon situation. <laughs> I don't I will never be one of those women and I don't I think it looks like elegant and you're all like, you know, what are you wearing? I'm wearing like soccer like shorts from 5th grade. Like I that is <laughs> No, you're the, not. I am. The vibes I give on like a hike or like any kind of athletic excursion is like yeah. middle school child. Like <laughs> I don't know how to get out and Cassie gives like Patagonia REI, you know, like she's given like a big sur vibe. Um yeah. neither one of us in like the tights situation. Okay, so you have a problem with the I don't have close a problem. Skin. I cannot rock it. So I'm a little bit I'm a little jealous, but also mm-hmm. I feel like I would just it wouldn't match my vibe to be mm-hmm. in the tights. You have tights. I think, Tell me you I have think tights. I would I think I would be surprised if I saw you. In tights. Uh, and tights. Yeah, I mm-hmm. would. 
Oh, God, if I saw a midriff, that would be like, who is this woman? Oh, sometimes, you know, I'm like trying to rock a little crop top here and there. Yeah. That's creeping Girl, in. Girl, while you still have exactly. it, flaunt it. Exactly. But tell me, <laughs> you have tights, right? That's what you wear. I have tights. Mm-hmm. I just invested in some shorts. Because oh. my shorts, I had Tight raggedy shorts. shorts that I wear. Short no. shorts. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 Oh, no. no? Okay. I cannot stand a butt cheek coming out in public. Yeah. And that's all the rage right now. The a, denim a shorts cheek, that yeah. are like underwear. Ugh. Yeah. No. No, no, no. I need to have some room for my thighs to move. Yeah. And I want it to be modest enough so that when I'm walking ahead of you, you're not looking up, you mm. know, okay. any of my parts. But the other thing, okay, aside from the Lululemon girls who I'm partially yeah. jealous of and confused yeah. by – there's also, like, the couples that have been together for a very long time. The older couples. You know, like, let's say, like, 50 plus. Not that 50 is old, but, like, the, I'm just giving you a, a range. Yeah. The woman is always in front of the man. Period, <laughs> period, period. And me. <laughs> it is so freaking funny. And And I saw, like, extreme examples of it where, like, one example that was a little that that is more um average, I would say, is the woman is like within sight of the man, but clearly mm-hmm. the man is like struggling to keep up with the woman, mm-hmm. and the woman is doing this like I told you, or, or like you know, <laughs> I'm I'm proving to you that I can do this, and like, oh, would you just keep up? Like, there's some kind of like there's a little bit of aggravation like that, and this is yeah, like yeah. a typical scenario. You 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 do totally. this. You're always in front of Zach on a hike. <laughs> yeah, but not because I'm upset with him or that he just because you're better than him. No, no, he's just a oh. he's a slower walker mm. than I am. He's a foot, a full foot taller than I am, okay. and I somehow still walk faster than he does. Yeah, and, and and to his credit, he falls back because he's always like, like I want you, Nagin, to set the pace. Whoever's in front sets huh. the pace, and so it's like, uh, I think it's a gentlemanly thing, but he's also a slow ass walker. <laughs> Well, I'm assuming that as you grow older, that distance between you physically (laughs) on a walk will grow. (laughs) And so will the resentment. (laughs) I also saw this couple where, and this, it must have been like a kink. It must have been something that they were into. It must have been. Because they were both like, they both looked REI. They both had like a singular walking stick, some kind of like hiking backpack on. And... So she was she was normal ahead of him. And mm-hmm. then um, all of a sudden she starts running and he <laughs> is caught up with these other people that we've just passed as they ask him what to do in Big Sur, which I'm like, that is completely inappropriate <laughs> on this like nine mile loop. You're like on the ocean. You don't know this person. You're asking like what to do in Big Sur. But anyway, so he's stuck behind talking to these people. She not only continues walking ahead, but at a certain point just breaks out into a run ahead of him. And Cassie and I, of course, are talking about everyone that is around us. And we're like, oh, my God, that bitch is running ahead while her husband is getting stuck behind. Wait a second. Did you not think for one moment that maybe she's in danger? Maybe she's trying to get away from him? (laughs) Okay, well, this is the story we constructed. Because he's, like, now way behind us. She's way ahead of us. She's continuing to run. How you run for any period of time is beyond me. And so we don't know if he's going to ever catch up. No, no, no. He comes running at a certain point. He comes running from behind us. We pull over so that he can continue running. 
And we construct a story that when he gets to her, he's going to pounce and then eat her. <laughs> that's the like, that's the kink that they like. Yep, that, that's yep, what they yep, like. Yep. And so like we get to the end of our trail and we spot the two of them like looking over, you know, the scenic. I mean, it's so beautiful there. Yeah. Um, uh, view and and they're together now. And Cassie's just like, so when do you think it's going to happen? Do you think it happens here? <laughs> and so we've constructed this, like, eating story that happens. But I tell you, and they you learn so after. much about a couple <laughs> on a nine-mile hike. Yeah. Okay. I think that we have talked a lot as a society about, you know, things plaguing us. And, and you know, recently... Um, <laughs> You know, we have the COVID-19 of it all. We have the monkeypox of it all. But I don't think we're talking enough about something that is plaguing the lesbian community right now. And that is Darcy Carden in A League of Their Own. Plaguing? You mean blessing? I don't know if it is a blessing at this point because I I am so obsessed with her character on that show. It is it is quite possibly dominating every moment of my life. Of your life. Okay, don't try is this gonna be a spoiler? Whole this whole thing is am I I have not yet seen a leak of her own. I'm of course you haven't. You, you didn't weekend. even watch the music video that we said you should watch. That's how straight <laughs> no. you are. How could no. you not do that? No, no. The, okay, to be honest. That whole music video turned me off because those seem like bad people. Well, okay? it did the opposite of turn a leak me of her off. own. <laughs> a leak of her own. I'm binging next weekend when I have <sighs> some more time to myself. Okay, this is the thing we've talked briefly about Darcy Card in the past because you've worked with her, and also she's been on Good Mythical Morning, and she's mm-hmm. a fan favorite, and she's just so lovely. But she's never played a character like she plays in a league of their own, and I won't. Okay. I won't spoil. But you can tell me what's her, what's her she, character in Trent. So she plays um, kind of the love interest of the protagonist that's played by Abby Jacobson. And let me okay. let me go on that's about so Abby. Yeah, like she is the creator of the show, the mastermind behind the show, and it is a fucking amazing show. Like oh. it is. so so I'm good. So I've watched every episode. It's so well written, so well casted, so well directed. It's just brilliant. And so kudos to Abby Jacobson. But we're talking about Darcy Carden right now. <laughs> Move over, Darcy. Abby. <laughs> Darcy plays this like sexy ass character, which I love mm-hmm. Darcy, but she doesn't usually play that type of role. She plays more of a comedic role. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's absolutely brilliant in everything that I've seen her in. But she really embodies this, like, sexy, powerful, confident lesbian character in, you know, 1943 Midwest. Um, mm-hmm. And she, I'm telling you, has dominated my thoughts since for the past freaking <laughs> week. And so we we were, anyway, we were watching it up in Big Sur. And, like, we went out to dinner and in my mind, the waitress was like Darcy Carden's character. She looked nothing like <laughs> Darcy Carden. It was the weirdest thing. And I was trying to, like, express that to Cassie to get her on the same page of, like, I was like, yeah. listen, everyone's Darcy Carden. She's like, what do you mean everyone's Darcy Carden? I was like, I just, I can't explain it. But everyone around me is Darcy Carden at this point. 
Cassie's like, you're fucking weird. Anyway, I'm transitioning here into my topic for this eel sex. Week, oh, it's it's way. not about Darcy Carden. It's not. I just, oh, I, just, I was actually fully prepared no. for 30 minutes of Darcy Carden and your your obsession. Listen, I could. I'll, maybe I'll bring that. That, that I feel next like we could week. do that. <laughs> anyway, so I was watching one episodes one episode of the show, and uh, Darcy and Abby's characters they go out to dinner together, which is a big deal for them because it's kind of like a date, even though Mm -hmm. that's not really allowed. And they go out to dinner at a pizza place. And Abby's character has never had pizza before. Oh. Yes. Is that, I don't know anything about the 40s to know if that's like a big deal. Okay. Had the Italians come yet? (laughs) There you go. So I um, was watching the scene and that's the thing. And this is huge because it was a date between Darcy and Abby. But the thing that stood out to me was, oh my gosh, she's never had pizza before. And it's 1943. And in my mind, I was like, pizza is like something that everyone's had always and always. Has pizza not existed in the U.S. before that date? (laughs) So today I'm talking about certain foods that kind of have become like American, Mm, not junk foods, but staples and kind of the origin of them. Because pizza, Mm. I think we kind of take for granted. We're just like, of course, everyone's always had pizza around. Yeah. Okay. Um, But it turns out that's not the truth. That's not Mm. that's not actually how um, how it is. And so. Pizza, let me tell you, (laughs) you're correct with the Italian immigrants. So at the turn of the century, there was a flood of Italian immigrants. And the very first pizzeria was actually a place in New York City in Little Italy in 1905 called Lombardi's, which is still there today. Mm -hmm. But as I said, A League of Their Own takes place in 1943. So how did... Pizza get introduced in the U.S. in 1905, and yet you have these fairly, fairly traveled women in 1943 having pizza for the first time. I read multiple articles that said that the reason was because when soldiers were stationed in World War II in Italy, they had Mm -hmm. pizza and they came back and they kind of popularized pizza for America. And then other articles saying, no, that's total bullshit. It was just like the rise of the Italian immigrants starting in the the beginning of the uh, 20th century that kind of propelled this thing. So there's two like stories that dispute each other. Um, But in 1945, it still was that like a few Americans had had pizza because you also have to imagine like not everyone was living in New York City and they were so spread out. There was no Uber Eats then. There's no Uber Mm -hmm. Eats. So by the Mm -hmm. mid 1950s, that's when you started seeing like newspaper headlines about pizza is the food craze that's sweeping the nation. So it really took that freaking long from 1905 (sighs) in New York City all the way to the mid 50s for the majority of Americans to like have pizza for the first time. Wow. Did you see any of the headlines that they were like the the pizza headlines? I didn't. What do you think they said? Mm, Mamma mia. <laughs> Something like that. Something like really. Yeah. <laughs> which at that point wouldn't have been a cheesy thing to say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, that... <laughs> did you see what I just did accidentally? Oh, my God. I thought you were being attacked. You sounded like a wounded duck. 
And you're waving around a spoon. What is that? Where does a spoon to- come from? Okay, my dog is starting to bark, so I'm trying to attract him with some peanut butter. Oh, okay. You just have like peanut butter beside you, ready to go. It's left over from my breakfast. Yeah. Oh, how convenient! Yeah. Mamma mia, single parenting. <laughs> um. I don't know. Were were headlines that colorful? I I was like imagining a more like pizza the the food craze sweeping the nation. You know, <laughs> Mamma Mia! I feel like headlines back then were probably super racist and stereotypical. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna pitch some more of those. <laughs> and on that you note, mean I'd like love- this one? <laughs> <laughs> So this is the maybe oh, I was gonna say this is the last thing I'm gonna say about a league of their own, but I know myself and it's not the last thing I'm gonna say about a league of their own. But the other thing about pizza is in that episode, um, Abby Jacobson's character is talking to the the black protagonist in a league of their own, Max, and they're talking about sexuality because Max is struggling with, you know, being a lesbian and has just tried to have sex with a dude and doesn't like it. But Abby mm. Jacobson's character is actually um, married in oh. in the series and her husband is a soldier who's off at oh, war. That's got to make things much easier for her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so they're talking about, um, you know, Max is like, uh, and Abby's character's name is Shaw. Max is talking to Sean is like, what, you know, like, how do you have sex with your husband? Like, I don't like she knows that she's also, Mm. you know, has a relationship with a woman. And she's like, uh, Shaw is like, well, I I think that having sex is like, you know, with a with a dude is is nice. It's like, you know, warm bread and butter. And she's like, okay. but having sex with a woman is like pizza. <laughs> okay, going from pizza to arguably one of my favorite foods, guilty pleasure, nachos. I oh, love nachos. Okay, okay, yes. And I'm talking like a nice nacho. Loaded. I like nachos that have like a nice like melted cheese. Yes, okay. they're loaded. You want I, layers. I, I love I love layers. I make a pretty mean nacho myself. Um, I love a good fresh guacamole situation, a good mm-hmm. pico de gallo. Right. Um what do you believe is the like if you had to create the origin story of nachos? Mm-hmm. What, give me, give me something. Give me, give me a right. year, perhaps. Oh, you know, a year. I mean, I feel like tortillas have been around from potentially millennia. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm going back to like <laughs> the Mayan days or the sure. Aztec days. Um, and I'm thinking that the nacho could have just been what happened to an old tortilla, and somebody realized, oh, still edible, kind of nice with a dip. Oh, like it's it stayed out. It stayed out. It was a stale situation. Yeah, it was a okay. stale chip. I think that's very stale believable. Mm-hmm. Um, here is the official, according to the internet, origin story <laughs> of nachos. Oddly enough, we're in 1943, again, mm-hmm. the same year as A League oh. of Their Own takes place in, 
And basically, in World War II, there was a U.S. Air Force base, like training base, in a town in Texas called Eagle Pass. Mm-hmm. And Eagle Pass was right over the border from Mexico. And some of the servicemen's wives, I guess, that lived in Eagle Pass would cross over the border to Mexico to eat and drink because I'm sure there was much better food uh, <laughs> down there. Um, and so they would go to this town called Piedras Negras in Mexico and a restaurant called El Moderno. And here's the – I'm just going to the read <laughs> the story. Lore has it that when four women entered El Moderno restaurant for a round of drinks and they asked for a snack, their waiter, Ignacio Anaya, couldn't find the cooked. So Nacho, a common nickname for those Mm -hmm. named Ignacio, went into the kitchen, sliced tortillas into quarters, piled on cheese and sliced jalapenos, and stuck the plate under the broiler. The women loved the cheesy crisps and wanted to know what they were called so they could order them again. And he said, just call them nachos especial. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. How cool is that little origin that's story? That's super cool. Yeah. Well, and huh. that's the other thing. I I was like, when I was doing a little bit of research for this, I was like, I have produced a show for 10 years in which yeah. we talk about food and the origins of food all the time. And so I am 100% sure uh. I was supposed to know all of these things already. Sure. But right. I mean, I don't. Cut me but a it, break. It felt it felt new to you. It wasn't something it felt you new. forgot. Hey, listen, okay. present something to me in the context of a, a forbidden lesbian date, and it is like <laughs> new information to me. <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> anyway, buffalo wings. That's the next thing I'm moving <laughs> on to. <laughs> I don't know why, but in my mind, like, all these things that we're talking about, I guess I just didn't even think there was a starting point to having them because they're so ubiquitous at this yeah, point. But right. there's a there's a hint in the name Buffalo Wings. Care to guess yeah. where they're from? Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> you know, I'm saying that. There's Buffalo, New York. Yeah. But then there's, like, Buffalo Mozzarella. Okay. So... Are the Italians sucking giving us everything? <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> probably true. Um, well, actually, that kind of is true. The buffalo and buffalo wings is Buffalo, New York. Uh-huh. But the woman that created them is Italian. And she owned uh, this little, wow, like, Italian okay. bar. Her name was uh-huh. Teresa Bellissimo. Um, and she owned the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York with her husband, and there's like a few different uh, iterations of the story. Every single one credits her with creating uh, Buffalo Hot Wings. But okay. um, my favorite of the three, because they have very little <laughs> little difference, is that her son came in with friends at the last minute into the bar and they mm-hmm. wanted a snack. And she had chicken wings in the back. It all starts with a snack. Yeah. Everybody just wants yeah. a little snack. <laughs> um, and she had chicken wings in the back. She was going to use the chicken wings for a soup because at the time, chicken wings were like kind of scraps and they were really mm. cheap parts of the chicken because right. no one wanted them for wings. So mm-hmm. instead of using them to make a soup, she threw them in the deep fryer and she had Frank's hot sauce and butter and coated them in both and served them to uh to oh. the friends, and they were like, hey, Teresa, these are good. <laughs> Mamma mia. Mamma mia. These are some good wings. Give me more. Um, but okay. again, this was, this was, it's crazy to me 
1964. So before 1964, people were not eating (laughs) hot wings. You're so astounded by that fact. I'm Well, because I'm thinking about like, you think about the hippies in 1964. Everyone's like free love. Everyone's looking (laughs) cool. No one's eating hot wings. (laughs) I mean, who knew? And they didn't start to get popular until like the mid 70s. And it wasn't mm. until the early 80s when Buffalo Wild Wings first established its, like, first spot. So, like, it took a while again, even in 1964, yeah. for Buffalo Wings to, like, become a thing. Was Teresa responsible for the also ubiqu- ubiquitous use of carrot and celery and ranch? <laughs> I did read in one of the stories that, that she did serve them with those side mm-hmm. items. Okay. Now, I wasn't there. And I cannot, you know, I can't, I can't tout these as, as complete truths. Yeah. Um, but from what I read, yes, that was the okay. case. And then from a chicken dish to a chicken dish, finally. Uh, and again, I- I'm using the term American in some ways loosely. But like, I wanted, this is another shocking one to me. Orange chicken. <laughs> like Panda Express orange chicken. Yeah, like orange chicken, mm-hmm. like Chinese American orange chicken. Yeah. Which is, yeah. you know, something that everyone has had at at, yeah, yeah. at this point. Do you have any any guess as to who invented this dish and and when? This is like an Irish guy mm. who married an Italian woman. So it's Irish Italian, is what you're thinking. It's Irish Italian, yeah. Because I can't imagine orange chicken has anything to do with actual Chinese food. It it doesn't really. That's that's mm-hmm. a very good point. But the year. Was 1987. 43. Okay. 87, which oh was gosh, also the year of the my year birth. you were born. Yes. Yeah. I was born and Orange Chicken was born. And here's the thing. Panda Express did invent Orange Chicken. They did? Yes. So it was oh, there. Oh. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and th- something they sell like every year they sell like 80 million pounds of orange chicken now. Jeez, that sounds like an enormous amount, but I don't know the context for how much chicken is normally sold. <laughs> <Yeah>, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but 1987, it didn't exist before then. And the executive chef, Chef Andy Cow, Cow? And we're going to go with that. Um, He started playing around with a sweet and sour, orange peel heavy, bone in fried chicken meant to please the Hawaiian palate. So they they introduced it in Hawaii first. And then Hawaii was Hmm. like, this is awesome. And it spread to California and then spread across the nation. But it didn't exist before I was born. It hasn't been around that long. And Panda Express invented orange chicken. It does seem like something that's been around for forever although although when you think about it i feel like the orangeness of it the stickiness of it Mm. like that's that's some that's modern yeah that's a modern science we love a good orange (laughs) sticky here in 2022 we're all about orange sticky right right i hope that orange sticky transitions into whatever you're going to be talking about this week man well you know it could it could because panda express is one of those places that you'll find in in an airport Mm. And, well, I had such success the other week telling you about my airport awkward moment yeah. and the orange chicken that I left behind for the Oh, last, my God. I was like, wait, what, what, what you <laughs> But anyway, 
<laughs> that I thought I would talk about uh, how to be a good airline traveler, okay? Really how okay. to avoid being an asshole. All right. And your email, your email etiquette kind of rant really, I would say, inspired this, really planted a seed for this conversation. Okay. Because there's a good way and there's a bad way to yeah. travel. Yeah. Right. Okay. Especially these days when we're also dealing with like all of the flight delays, mm-hmm. all of the people that are like, you know, negotiating how safe, for example, yeah. to be while traveling. All Everyone stuff, okay? plagued with the Darcy Carden. Everyone is running around these streets thinking about Darcy Carden <laughs> and not focusing on how to be a polite traveler, okay? And and I will preface all of this by saying I have traveled the full range of airlines, okay? okay. From like standing room only in spirit uh, to what? I mean, that's what it feels like. Okay. You're not actually standing, <laughs> but it feels like you're standing, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah. you have to pay to sit. Yeah. Um, to like and I to sleeping to sleeping fully reclined okay and a and a and a thing okay I've seen it all okay and I want to start with boarding boarding mm. the flight okay so I I think that there is first there is no better depiction of uh, capitalism or classism than an airline queue mm. right it's like. You could hunt for a great price, but everybody will know how much you spent on that ticket <laughs> once you're boarding. <laughs> because the more expensive your ticket, the earlier you get to board, right? And I, I'm often just buying the cheapest thing I can find. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm usually going that right. So I'm boarding at the very end. <laughs> yeah. And I think that process is just inhumane. It is. It's... <laughs> It's really, it's just terrible. It's, it's, it's very like a interesting call. when the airlines have like five groups that go before general boarding. <laughs> yes. You know, exactly. and it's like if you're wearing khakis today with a brown <laughs> belt, welcome aboard. And you're like, I don't understand I don't why it. that's allowed. Yeah. yeah. For anybody that needs extra help boarding, please do so now. Usually I want to be like, yeah, I do. I I need help. <laughs> well, extra that's help a little controversial. <laughs> I don't do it, but I think it. So anyway, okay, so it that process sucks for yeah, everyone. Okay. We nobody likes the boarding of it. And also it's like not efficient. Mm-hmm. It really it's not efficient. But anyway, you're standing in line. Usually everybody's like stands up. Maybe like three quarters of a flight is standing and hovering around yes. the line <laughs> before they I'm have to go. So guilty of this. <sighs> Let me tell you one thing, girl. Do not join the queue to get into the boarding lane from the middle of the line. You know the people yeah. that are like, oh, as soon as they call my name, I'm just going to join at the closest point. Yeah. Like, do not do that shit. Yeah. And then avoid eye contact with me when you stand in front of me or behind me because chances are you're going to be sitting right next to me on the plane. And I'm not going to forget that you did that. Oh, damn. You're a grudge <laughs> holder? <laughs> I'm a grudge holder because I find it so... I find it so rude yeah. that you're like skipping the line. Other people were standing ahead of you and you're yeah. just joining from the middle. Oh my God. You're giving me so much anxiety. You do this? No, I, I don't do it. But every time, so 
Cassie is, um, she sometimes, man, she likes to push my buttons. And she knows <laughs> I'm a very anxious person. And, like, mm-hmm. the only reason that I like to be on time or, like, be in the group that is called is because I'm always afraid, like, the overhead space is not going 100%. to, you know, whatever. I agree. Yes. And so, like, I like to be ready to get on the plane. Not exactly. Cassie. Cassie, as soon as they're like, flight whatever is uh, running for boarding, Cassie's like, I could use a snack. Panto Express. I could <laughs> Express, use a snack. She goes. Yep. And then she's off. Yep. And she yeah. does it on purpose. And we've we've gotten in many an argument about this. <laughs> and she will go and she will take her damn time until right before our group is called. And then she'll slip in right next to me into the right line. Yep. And she makes it every time. But I'm like sweat, like always literally yes. sweating in this line, holding like all of our baggage, trying to ensure that we're in the group that we're supposed to get in, you know, be yeah. in to get on the plane. Cassie yep. does not give a shit. She yeah. would be fine being the last person on the plane. I cannot stand yeah. it. I cannot stand it. Cassie is moving around the world like a cis white man, okay? <laughs> like, she just thinks the red carpet's going to be rolled out for her. Zach is a similar similar type to Cassie. Really? Where he's also not an anxious person. He's generally hopeful and optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, we'll get there. They're not going to leave the flight without us. Also, why do you want to be inside while everybody's like stressed out? Oh, yeah. Out oh, and, yeah. She says you know, that I'm fucking like, bullshit as well. Yeah. And yeah, you might be right. You might be right. It might be better to stay outside. But I agree with you. I want that overhead space. And yeah. I want to guarantee that I'm not waiting at the luggage check after after my flight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this this brings me to step two. Don't put your little bag, your little book bag in the overhead bin, Mm. okay? Mm -hmm. Put it under your feet like a civilized person. Do not take up space. And do not close the bin. Do not close the bin. That's not your job. That is is rude. I saw saw a dude do that, and I saw how much space was left. I opened it right after. That's right, you did. And then you made eye contact with him. (laughs) And I will not forget this! People can fit other stuff in there. Yeah. And I've been in this situation where because I was boarding last, they were like, man, we don't have room for your overhead luggage. You're going to have to check the bag. And then I walk onto the plane. I open these things up because I'm still curious and I'm going to torture myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I see there was actually room. But because this person has closed it. It didn't sound like you're about to say person. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Sometimes sometimes I can... (laughs) Sometimes I can self uh, this du- self person. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, what do you what do you have in there that's so precious? That's so that's so much better than everyone else's than everyone things else's thing that are around. I just you. think there's like a bit of um, it reveals somebody's care for the community. I don't know why I have the worst luck when it comes to rolling baggage, and it's not that mm-hmm. it's cheap baggage but for some reason this happened to me twice where my mm-hmm. handle to the rolling bag will get Broke. caught up and it won't go oh, it won't go down, down. Mm-hmm. and it is yeah. so freaking embarrassing because yeah. you, when oh you get God, on the plane to... yes 
I I had to put it like in the the uh, going the other way. Sideways. And of course, like people are you like you are like oh fuck you God. for doing that. <laughs> oh, you think your bag's better than everyone else? It's like oh no, I'm sorry. It's from Marshalls or something. <laughs> it won't go down. I've got to put it in this way. I have no other choice. <laughs> It's so awkward. Yeah, you need to stand at the back of the plane if you've got that or shit going on. Or it'll get caught like uh, where it only comes up like a tiny bit from the bag, and you're like in the airport, like mm. you're like leaning <laughs> all the way down, yeah. like yeah, 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 yeah. That happens. You might as well not roll the it. Time two with two different suitcases. I no longer have either one of those, but uh, it's very embarrassing. I think if you're traveling a lot, it's worth investing a little bit. And a bag that's reliable, or, or yeah. grease the wheels, grease the grease the little things, grease the wheels. What do you think? I'm like home with WD forty. Like, what am I going to grease today? You know, yeah. I've never even greased my own wheels, but I feel I've never like greased a damn thing except for Enzo's <laughs> penis. <laughs> All right. You know how you can get legroom a few different ways on a flight, right? You can pay to and and all of them you have to pay. Okay. But there's okay. like front of the front of the mm-hmm. cabin. Bulkhead. Where the extra, extra legroom, wider seats, all of that. The last thing that you can do to get a good seat is to get the emergency exit. Yeah. Right. These days though, you have to pay for it, which I find appalling. And I'll yeah. get into that in a second. But the emergency exit, there's some like rules for what's expected of you if you're mm-hmm. in the emergency exit. You have to assist yeah. in case of an emergency. Okay. Tell me then why I'm standing in the line to get in because I'm standing in the line to get into the plane and there's a grandma or whatever, an old woman in front of me. She's on the phone. She's like, they gave me the exit row, but they better not expect me to do anything if anything happens. Not with these hands. I don't know why I'm having her talk like no. a like a league like of she's own baseball announcer. <laughs> but she's like telling somebody that she's basically not willing to help in case of emergency, Mm-mm. which Mm-mm. I find Grandma, Grandma you are appalling. carrying me out of that plane. <laughs> Grandma, I'm hopping right into your hands. <laughs> you are going to guide me. You are going to guide me. Like, there are actual rules for what is required of you. Yeah. And you have to verbally say yes that you're accepting all the rules. So was she like, yes? Well, this was in the line. So you were sitting in the exit row. You no, no, no. We were in the line. But this thing's going down. I'm going down. She knows what's expected of her because she's telling the person on the phone, like, hope they don't expect me to do anything. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's like a flip phone too. You're supposed to be 15, okay, to sit up there, but you have to have full, uh, you have to have sufficient mobility in your hands, in your arms, and your legs so that you can kind of deal with the emergency situation. And you need to be able to lift a 45-pound door. Huh. All right. That's going to be hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Why are you looking at me when you say that? I'm going to be hard for a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) But I was so annoyed that she's taking up the space and she got this, she in this situation got the seat for free. You normally have to pay for them, which I find to be like a major scam. 
Dude, all the little like when you go to to pick your seat now, it's like any anything that could possibly be better. It's like, yeah. oh, this window seat, even though it's in row 22, it's kind of nice. It has a little cush <laughs> to the tush. View. So you have it's to pay $25 more. It's like, what the hell? They're like, if you're the only times that you don't pay are if you're sitting on the toilet and if you're in the <laughs> exactly. last row. And other than that, all the other seats are you're worth paying. more money. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't, it. shouldn't in a, if you're in an emergency, shouldn't the airline be paying you? Yeah. That's what that's I'm saying. That's a service. That's a service. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because I have to have to live with the anxiety of like, okay, I'm sitting here. What if something happens? Plus the seats don't recline. Yeah, they do. In emergency? The seats in front of the emergency don't recline. Oh, I thought that the emergency seats also didn't recline because you can't be reclined that might be the and case. help someone in the emergency. You know, you've <laughs> no, always you you've gotta be alert. <laughs> you've gotta be alert and ready to lift forty five pounds. Right, but so there are some unofficial rules to being in the emergency seat. Okay. One of them being you can't technically sleep. like you're not supposed to sleep because you need to be like these are unofficial rules, right? But you're supposed to be like ready. Okay. If anything goes down. Are these your unofficial rules? No, these are just like the the internet's and okay. the society's unofficial rules for being in the emergency row. Okay. Now, I think unofficial rules are worth adhering to if the airline is paying you to be in that seat. <laughs> in these cases, though, everyone's paying for it. So people feel really high and tight about doing whatever they want. Mm. You're also not supposed to get drunk or drink. That is a very good point. I feel like it'd make everything easier, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> if something's going to happen, you might as well be drunk. I saw a video of a, of one of the inflatable things, like, slides. ejecting the yeah. slides. It looks really fun. Like, God forbid. <laughs> God forbid anyone has to actually go down one. But it looks Fun. But it's not like a bad. Wet, <laughs> like a wet and wild emerald point. Yeah. Like <laughs> the grandma's like, right after you, sweetie. I'm I'm uh, assisting you with my bad hands. Go down the grandma. slide. It's fun. It's, it's fun. fun. All right. Okay. So don't take your shoes off on a plane. Yeah. Not if you're not if you're not wearing socks. Don't take them off. Don't put your brayer toe on the floor. Yeah, I I also have an issue, and this is kind of broadly speaking, with flip-flops. Um, just like in general, I have an issue with especially a, a man in flip-flops. I don't know. There's yeah. something about a man in flip-flops where yeah. I just it's, like, I'm like, why mm, why that choice? You like know? a like a thong flip-flop oh, or yeah, like yeah. a Birkenstock sandal. Specifically a thong flip-flop. Um okay. I I don't know what it is. I have a mm. lot of judgment there. And on a plane, I also find myself going like how much how much of your skin is out? <laughs> yeah. In general. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can we I'm with keep, you on the skin keep out. It, yeah. Keep it covered. I don't, yeah. especially if you are just like a, and which I know is a very lesbian thing to say, but if you're just like a hairy, hairy dude and your hair and your freaking toes and like all your, your, your man parts are out. Yeah. What I want is I don't want your body parts, like your sweat, your body moisture or your body oh, hair oh. to, to shed oh. on something I could sit God. on. Right, that's what it is Hard for to, like, me. Brush against you, sl- oh <laughs> God! 
I'm even like I recently flew and I had I was wearing a tank top and I was like, is this inappropriate? Like I feel bad wearing this tank top. But then I'm like, I'm not like a gross hairy man, so maybe it's okay. But I thought about it. And you I, thought about yeah, it, yeah. Cause I I agree that like keep your keep your parts in in things in your place on on, yeah. on a flight and yeah. yeah and you said if you're wearing socks it's okay to take off your shoes i understand you need to take uh, i things get swollen uh, yeah. when you go up up there i don't have a problem with people t- just having their socks but mostly because i've done it before right yeah. i have plain socks i'll i'll change into them so that okay. i don't like <laughs> So that I don't put my regular socks on. These are my plain socks, everyone. (laughs) They're clean. They don't smell. They don't smell. I guess if you're keeping them in the area in which your feet should be, then it's okay. The whole like putting your foot up on the chair, up on pushing on somebody else's thing, putting your feet above you know chair height, it's not okay. But maybe maybe if they're in your own area, unless you are a big man. Okay, well, I gotta say, I I am I am guilty of putting my feet up on things, <gasps> but I always have my clean p- plane socks on. And the reason is when I sit, <laughs> when I sit on an airplane, listen to me. Right I will now? tell you, I can <laughs> because I have a biological deformity, which is I am five <laughs> two. Okay, and when I sit on a plane, my feet don't touch the floor, and so. It hurts my lower back to have them basically dangling like a child. So I have to put them somewhere. Otherwise, I'm got, I've got lower back pain to deal with. Oh, my god! So I'll cross my legs in my space or I'll like lean them up on the huh. on like the bottom of the chair. I will not push up against somebody else's chair. Yeah. Though. Like I won't. I won't. I'll do everything I can to avoid impacting somebody else but i think i just need to bring like a step stool yeah i was gonna say can we invest (laughs) in like a a step stool that pops out but like you can pack it flat so you pack it flat in your bag and then you take it out and like both of the legs just like pop out and then you put the little foot stool down there that sounds so great but i'd be really embarrassed to to pop that out oh but you're not embarrassed of your plain socks and and your placement of your feet you're like this is not at all. This is my plane stool. All. This is my plane stool, everyone. <laughs> at least you're not leaving your plane stool in the toilet. I don't need. <laughs> I bring my uh, squatty body into the back. <laughs> so I do my best work in an airplane. <laughs> it's just a squatty body, but you say this is my plane stool. This is my plane stool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the other thing. As much as I move my legs around and play, I try to occupy my own space. Yeah. But they're the people that invade your space. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I'm on the, you know, smaller end. I'm 5'2". I'm not taking up a t- ton of space. People put often their legs in my leg space. Mm. They'll cross the line. Mm-mm. And I've had to ask somebody, like, excuse me, do you mind moving your feet? I That's a very nice way to deal with that situation. Well, there's the passive aggressive way is I'll sit and then I'll plant my feet on either end if somebody looks like they're going to yeah. invade my <laughs> and I'll keep it you, there. You got to do what you got to do because that the middle seat person, I feel like they're coming into the situation with more aggression involved in general yeah. because like <laughs> they obviously booked, you know, fairly yeah, last, last minute. They didn't have a choice. They, yeah. They're going to have to sit in between two people. And so they're coming in 
in going like, these two armrests okay. are mine. Do you think that's true? Do you think that the middle person should get both armrests? Yeah, I don't mind it. I won't fight it because yeah yeah i i get it like you're in a bad you're in a bad situation don't cross the line into my space i actually don't want to i i'm not a big proponent of fighting for my space because i just really don't want to touch anyone you don't want to touch i'm actually i'm okay with um i'm okay with sharing the armrests oh god you don't have to touch somebody to share how thick are these armrests? It might be because of my proportions, but I have shared with somebody where I was I was in the back of the armrest and they were at the front. Damn. And that worked out well. Okay. We have different wingspans. So that was that was a nice like collaborative moment for me and my aisle. Aisle <laughs> <laughs> mates. Like at the end, it was like nice. Me and my aisle mates. <laughs> are you a window uh, person or an aisle person? I much prefer the aisle. I want to okay. always know that I can get out and go to the bathroom if I need, even though I don't even use the bathroom much on the plane. It's I'm an the same way. <laughs> oh, no. I I do find that I use the bathroom because I get very anxious about – I often has, have to use the bathroom right after the um, pilot is like, oh, we will now begin our descent. <laughs> and then there's like 20 minutes and then there's like 10 minutes and you're right, like – right. <laughs> God. And before you didn't have to pee, but as soon as he right. makes that announcement, it's like, oh my God, I think I, I might shit myself, vomit. I don't know. I don't I don't I have to bathroom. do any of these things. So yeah, I will use the bathroom on the plane and I prefer the aisle seat. Aisle. Yeah. All right. You know, flights these days, everybody has everybody has their own form of entertainment, right? They they bring their phone on, they've downloaded their films. And I would like to remind people. <laughs> That the plane is not an adults-only space, okay? Uh It's kind of like a public space. You should be aware that people can see your screen. Ooh, are we talking about hardcore sex? (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I'm not talking about pornos, but I'm talking about, like, you can watch rated R films. Yeah. uh, You feel as if that's inappropriate? I think that... It's not really respectful oh. to watch something that's super explicit that everyone can see. Mm. Like, I think it's good to do a little scan to say, like, am I around little kids? Like, who's okay. around me? All, All right. Because right. it's part of it's also like I'm thinking who's going to judge me for what I'm about to watch. Sure. It could be like High School Musical 3, which I'm oh, I, yeah. <laughs> and I would judge be- the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you got to be careful of what you're watching. And what is this? Like last year, Zach and I were flying somewhere and we had become obsessed with the show um, Too Hot to Handle, which is a reality show about like a bunch of people that go to an island thinking they're all about to hook up with each other when in reality it's they don't win unless they avoid hooking up with each other. Okay, okay. So it's a bunch of horned up people that are going crazy because they've been told they can't do what they want. And so we're watching this, but I'm nervous the whole time. And I'm like shielding the phone screen away from everyone. (laughs) I don't want somebody to see this. (laughs) I'm like hyper conscious of like other people seeing the screen. But then, you know, I look across the aisle and somebody's watching a full on sex screen. Sex screen. (laughs) (laughs) They're watching a sex scene on there. 
on their iPad full brightness. Well, sometimes there's sex scenes and things where, you know, it's a it's an R-rated movie and the movie's not just like about sex, but there's like a sex scene or two. I just think you should shield it. Just move your screen, especially if it's an iPad, just bring it towards especially you. Especially if it's an bring iPad. <laughs> right? It's not like in the in the seat. I think you should be co- what you like to watch your airplane porn just in full sight. <laughs> airplane porn. <laughs> I I think that's a little strange because it yeah you it, it is a little bit odd. But if it's like an R rated film and there happens to be a sex scene, like you know whatever. Am I watching like the L word on the plane? No. Um, which I know you haven't seen because you haven't watched. Music I have videos actually or seen the L word. Okay. Um, <laughs> But I think, like, if there's a sex scene that comes up, like, it is what it is. It's fine. Okay. Here, you're talking about the one or two minutes of a feature-length film. that I'm talking about people that are watching a lot of sex. (laughs) A lot of sex. A lot of sex. (laughs) And then the kids thing, ah, fuck them. Like, if you're going to bring your kids on a a plane, it's your fault for whatever I'm Okay, I know you hate kids and everything, (laughs) but I think... (laughs) I think that it's just, you know, remembering again, you're in a public space. So what can we do to just be respectful sure, of fine, people around whatever. us? Right. But listen, okay. if you need to have the sex talk with your kid because you're sitting next to me while I'm watching the L word <laughs> on the plane, then that's your own damn <laughs> Then you're welcome. That's what you say to that. Okay. Well, speaking of sexy times, here's something. Don't engage in self-pleasure. On a plane. This, okay, this is the thing, and I feel so, I know this sounds sexist of me, but I judge the shit out of all grown dudes on a fucking plane because dudes, man, you guys are just gross, man, and I just don't trust you. And if I'm sitting yeah. next to a dude on the plane, I'm just like, okay, keep you your hands visible. You better not have a blanket on visible, top of your- No blanket. <laughs> wow. Don't be doing anything weird. You better not be watching a one-minute sex scene in an R-rated film. You can go watch something nope. else. Like, yeah, I I don't I don't trust them, and I'm sorry. And nearly everyone who tweets at us is a dude who listens to the show, but I don't yeah. trust you. <laughs> well, I was seated on an international flight next no. to a guy. No way. That was touching himself under his jacket. And you had to tell... Now, I for the first few minutes thought, oh, gosh, is am must I, have an you, know, you can see, <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing movement down there because I didn't want to look at him and what he was doing. And I was like, that, that's weird. And then I realized, yep, that's his hand. And I thought maybe he has an itch. Maybe he's just dirty, which is concerning. I don't want to sit next to a dirty dude a dirty person. And then I realized, no, he's actually touching himself. So, so I hit my blinker, my little <sighs> flight person blinker. She came over. She leaned down. I said, I think he's touching himself under his jacket. Could I be reseated somewhere else? And I said it loud enough so that he could hear me because I was so angry that he would infect <laughs> my space. That is with that so kind of ballsy that you like, I, I think I would have gotten up and gone to talk to a flight attendant but oh no no but we had to have our seat belts on so i couldn't (laughs) (laughs) so what happened so they reseated me but they didn't say anything to him no no i mean because when she comes over he's not doing it then you know that's like so he stops it was so uncomfortable because i also was like i ended up feeling 
like somehow shameful yeah. because I was next it's to it because happening. it's harassment because it's yeah, harassment because the dude is doing it be- because in a lot of ways you're sitting next to him that's oh, the thing it's disgusting that's the thing and and you don't say that about women because they don't do that shit because they I mean I'm just I hate to be that lesbian but here I am like it's just it's harder to my be a creep. God. <laughs> my God. It was disgusting. But, you know, I have I have one. No, I have a couple more rules. But the next one does involve hands. Mm. But uh, it's a little bit different. And this is when when the when the plane lands and people will sometimes clap <laughs> at the end of a flight. And I know this is a contentious topic. People have very strong p- opinions on it. But I think it's sweet. I think it's an instant mood lift. Okay. I think, Logan, Logan, don't wet me. (laughs) Hear me out. I think people are really, now, I'm not a person that, I'm not moved to clap. But Mm. if everybody around me is doing it and they're smiling at me, it's like when someone smiles at you, you usually will smile just as like a reflex. I will clap because they're just like, we made it. We're relieved. We're relieved that we don't have to be on this flight anymore. We're at our destination. I I notice it a lot when I'm like traveling in other countries more than I do in the U.S. Yeah, maybe there's like an international flight. Could be cultural. uh, Well, I was going to say like the length of an international flight perhaps like compels (laughs) people. I don't know. I here's I, I don't hate. I'm not like such a cynical person like Logan who obviously really <laughs> hates it. Like, I'm not like, oh, shut up, everyone. Stop <laughs> clapping. Um, but yeah, it's I'm not I'm not I'm not compelled. I also feel the same way. And and this is even more controversial about people who clap at the end of the movie at a movie theater, because I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, again, I'm not angry that you're clapping, but like, the people that you're clapping for aren't here right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no one's here. You know, you could uh, clapping at a premiere, clapping, you know, you're yeah, showing yeah. appreciation for the people who made something. That makes yeah. sense. But like, yeah. they're not here right now. So you're just clapping okay. in North Carolina, well, you, could, you know. <laughs> you could argue that's even, that's even more noble to clap when even you Even more know noble? That, yeah, that you're clapping, you're showing appreciation even when you know the creators aren't there to receive it. Okay. Okay? But I do think there are two types of people. The ones that have an issue, like Logan, and clapping, <laughs> and the people that are like, whatever with it. Right? Sure. Logan, are you generally, would you say you're like generally an unhappy person? <laughs> I actually clap at the end of movies. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. I'm so proud of you. All See, right. I think that's a sweet, well, that's a really sweet But you quality. live in Los Angeles. There could be like a grip yeah, there or yeah, something, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know the person. You're like, you got electricity properly <laughs> to the things that needed it. Yeah, round of applause. Yeah. Okay, so we've made it to the end of the flight. We have safely taxied the flight. The boarding door has opened. If you walk ahead of me. Oh, I hate it. As I we're deboarding, oh. I will check you yeah. mentally. Yeah. <laughs> I won't actually confront you. I think it's so rude. It's, it's, there's such a logical series of events that need to happen to, um, for people to onboard properly. There's no reason to disrupt the usual the flow. flow of traffic. I cannot handle it. I cannot handle it. And it is happening more and more. Yeah. I think part of it is that there are so many delays that people are rushing 
to get to their next yeah. flight. I think that is happening. But I really think you should, as you're walking through vocalize the aisle ahead it. of people, you Politely. need to vocalize it. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to catch my next flight. You got to you gotta give us a reason because otherwise yeah. it's just introducing dick energy. I also um, don't understand the people that as soon as you're, like, the seatbelt sign goes off, they're like... Bam, like up and in like I'm like and then and then they're just standing there. And also like the people who are in the middle seat who also decide that they're gonna stand and oh heaven forbid the people in the window seat who are like, I'm gonna crouch so that like my head touches the ceiling yeah. for the next ten minutes. I'm like, what do you think yeah. are you're going to do for ten minutes? Yeah. Like what is the point in this like rush? I think there is a I'm standing to relieve my back. I'm standing to stretch my legs. Mm. But again, you got to give off the energy that says I'm not pouncing to leave. I'm yeah. not like you got to give calm energy. Yeah, I'm giving like I hope I don't pee my pants energy at that point. I'm giving like this <laughs> You're could be the cross-legged. End. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope this starts moving soon and by this I mean the people and not my urine, you know. That uh. that's that's the vibes that I'm giving off at that point. I think, mm. you know, You've really pointed out something to me today, which is everyone sucks so much, <laughs> except for Darcy Carden. Except for Darcy Carden. Oh. I mean, let me tell you, Darcy would never, ever no. do any of those things. No, no, no. I'll no. tell you that I think right now. I, I could see Darcy putting her roller suitcase underneath the seat in front of her just yeah. to make space for somebody else. Exactly. You and, know? And listen, if Darcy Carden wanted to share my armrest... Oh yeah, I would. I would share my armrest with Darcy Carden. Yeah, if Darcy needs a younger sister, I'd give Nas up to be her younger sister. Yeah, <laughs> my mind was not going sister. Uh, my mind was going shared blanket of her situation. <laughs> oh no. Okay, well, I'm yeah. not looking forward to flying anytime soon, and but I hope that the people listening uh, understand what is acceptable and what is not. Uh, Ten simple rules. Ten, Ten simple rules <laughs> for flying. <laughs> to just being a community, a good community member of your next flight. Okay, we've talked awkward moments uh, on the plane, but it's time for that awkward moment, awkward social moment of the week uh, segment as we do every week. I would like to put forward perhaps a, an experience that um, many people have had uh, for us to collectively solve together. Mm -hmm. I was at a uh, family event and my cousin's step-grandmother. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll preface okay. this with I have no living grandparents, so this situation isn't uh, happening to me all the time. But mm -hmm. the step-grandmother... Um, had completed her meal. Uh, it was a it was a barbecue, and then she was in conversation with Cassie and I. And mm -hmm. I looked over, and she was sporting uh, the grandma leftover leftovers on the face. Is what I like to call it. What? This is when a grandmother has food on her face, oh <laughs> or God. you know, like yeah, yeah. you get to that age. You stop, stop feeling things. You stop, you stop feeling things. <laughs> Stuff's going into crevices. Maybe you don't yeah. care as much. But there's a situation with grandmas and grandpas mm -hmm. uh, where there's like there's food on the face in a yeah. in a setting in which there's other people involved. And now if it's my own grandmother 
Um, you know, I'm going to I know how to handle it depending on which grandmother it is. Again, they're both dead, so I don't have to do that anymore. But, you know, you do a, like a nice like, oh, grandma, you you actually have a little bit something, you know, let me help mm-hmm. you. You know, if it's not your grandmother. Yeah. It puts you in a little bit more of an awkward uh situation because you're like i want to i want to help i i there's grandma energy and i want to i want to assist this situation but it just you know when other people want to be respected on their face yeah Yeah. so um and and have you found yourself in this situation with grandparents uh with food on food on face grandparents it really depends is this the kind of grandparent that like willingly sits in an emergency row exit oh or is it one that that knows that they shouldn't and i think that (laughs) Those are two very different situations. You're telling me if a grandparent uh, does not have hand mobility uh, and chooses to sit in an emergency exit, you will let them rock, walk around with food on their face because they deserve it. <laughs> they deserve it. Okay. That's nice. Um, I mean, what wound up happening was uh, my aunt joined the conversation and said, uh-huh. you have something on your, you have your something. face. And, what was on was, her face? Was it something that was like um, embarrassing or there, just a little smudge? Honestly, there was a little bit of a lettuce situation. So it was a bright on green. Her face. On, on her face. Um, How did that? Like, I what think was she perhaps a condiment. Perhaps, perhaps like, uh, you know, maybe it was a dash of mayo that had stuck to the lettuce that had stuck that to the face. That was what was adhering to her face. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, and yeah. I believe there was like, I mean, maybe there was a corn situation, you know, all things that like, you know, it <laughs> happens meal, to all of us. <laughs> it happens to all of us. Uh, but, you know, just at a lesser extent, I yeah. would think. There's also like um, boobs as shelf. Um, that oh, happens yeah. at a certain age where it's just yes. like, you know, how much of the meal is gathered uh, yeah. in that area. In the crevices. You know, yeah. yeah. Do you want to be told when there's something in your teeth or on your face? Like, how do you feel about people telling you? I do. I think that mm-hmm. there's a moment of embarrassment that you then rationalize and go, <laughs> well, it was already there. Like this person pointing it out is just doing me a favor. A favor. Um, right. I constantly think I have things in my teeth or on my face, even when I don't. Honestly, just as you said that, I started like <laughs> checking. You like, know, is that like, peanut my butter? Went to my teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you do bring up a good point that it does. It's an awkward social situation, mm-hmm. grandma or not, to point out right. if somebody has food on their face. Yeah. But it's, I feel like you should. It's like should. a lot of responsibility. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I think you should. I think you I think the responsibility is to say something, but to be discreet. Yeah. Pull them to the side a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Go whisper in their ear. Go just, you know. You have a piece of lettuce on your face. Grandma. 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 Your lunch is on your face. Your boobs. Your boobs are <laughs> covered in corn. Cornmeal. 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 <laughs> Your boobs are covered in grits. Your boobs are covered in grits. About that. You have grits on your tits. You get to- <laughs> in 1943, that's actually um, how they would say it too. You got Mama grits me. on we your got tits. Grits. You got grits. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Maybe that wasn't. It, it, it's an awkward situation in which multiple people have been in. There's food on the face. Yeah. How do you advise? And how do you advise our advice is like politely and discreetly when you can. Um, See something, say something. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Best Friends Back All Right. You can catch brand new episodes every Friday. Make sure to listen so you don't miss an episode. Oh, it's make sure to follow. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's true too. <laughs> Make sure to follow so you don't miss an episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review. You can follow at Mythical Pods on TikTok for clips to share with family and friends. You can follow me at Negin and Stevie everywhere at Stevie W. Levine. And of course, you can hear me every Monday through Friday on Good Mythical Morning with Rhett and Link at youtube.com slash Good Mythical Morning. I'll see you there. <laughs>